But I want to welcome any first-time guests that may be here. You'll see a little connection card in the back of your seat there. If you do have a prayer request, if you're a member or partner of the ministry, or if you're just here, praise the Lord, worshiping God with us, and you do have a prayer request, please fill that out. Amen, if you would. And also, um, any areas uh, that you may want to know about the church, membership, water baptism, and so on, uh, make sure that you check that box there, and we will send you some information. Amen. Well, it's July the 9th, and we've got some July birthdays here this morning. So if you are a July birthday, man or woman, boy or girl, please stand. Jane, stand. Stand, Jane. It's PT's birthday this month, too. Glory to God. Birthdays are a good thing. Aren't they? You don't have to be afraid of getting older. It's just time, right? Thank God. Thank God for the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. You know, we've got some good things happening this summer. We have our Operation Outreach coming up in August. And it's a great time for us as a church to reach out to our community. And as we give backpacks and as we sow into the lives of the people here in Hayward and surrounding areas, it's a wonderful effort on all of our parts to be able to sow our time, even to be able to sow some seeds. So start making plans now for this life-changing event on August 26th. And uh, you need to make sure you contact Cindy at the church office to see how you can get involved. Also this week, a real exciting week for the children, it's VBS. Amen? It's VBS, Vacation Bible School. And our little granddaughter, Olivia, is here. Praise the Lord. And she's going to be attending. They'll be in the later service. So I think we should just spend a few moments in prayer for our workers and for the kids and even for the parents so that they can get the kids here on time. And, you know, you know you've been on the freeways before, right? Okay, let's stand up, everybody. Let's pray. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, sir, to, to minister to the workers. Strengthen them, Lord. Help them as they prepare their hearts to minister to these precious children. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for the kids. We pray, Lord God, that their, their, their time here at church this week would be enriched spiritually. Lord, we just apply the blood of Jesus and we plead the blood of the Lamb over our children. And over every son, every daughter, every child that will be here this week in Jesus' name. We pray for mom and dad that you will get them here on time. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated and I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. Genesis, the 22nd chapter. And I want to talk about Jehovah Jireh this morning. Our provider. In Genesis 22 and verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Now God tested Abraham. God never tests anyone with evil. This is not that kind of test. The scripture says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Well, the temptation that James 1 is talking about is temptations that come directly from the enemy or temptations that come as a result of us yielding to the flesh, which you know the enemy is heavily involved in as well. So this testing that Abraham went through was not a test 
to produce faith, but it was a test to reveal his faith. It was a test of obedience. If you go out and you test a car that you're thinking about buying, it may look good, it may feel good, but does it drive good? So you want to test that. So God wanted to prove Abraham because God had big plans for Abraham. As a matter of fact, he came into covenant with Abraham. Amen. And so this was the test of obedience. This was the test of revelation of his faith. Now, when God tests, it's a solicitation to obey and it all results, always results in blessing. But when Satan tempts you, it's a solicitation to disobey, resulting in cursing. Now, notice with me in verses two, two through eight. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go into the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So we see that this is covenant God talking to his covenant friend Abraham. He's asking him to offer up his son Isaac in order that God would be given them the opportunity later down the road in future generations to offer his only son Jesus. Now verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning. Notice with me, his obedience was not tainted with delay. It says he rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering. And he arose and went to the place which God had told him. Notice with me, he went to the what? He went to the place. Verse four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. Don't you know that Abraham was confident in his covenant keeping God? I mean, if God had to raise his son Isaac from the dead, he knew that it would happen because he knew that through Isaac, that's where the seed would be. Amen. And in verse six, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Perfectly legitimate question. I think you'd probably be wondering the same thing. Asking the same questions there. Now notice in verse 8. And Abraham said... What did Abraham say? My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. This is something that should be coming out of our hearts and out of our mouths continually. That God will provide. Not God can provide. Everyone knows God can. But God will provide. And it's one thing for, for, for us to see him provide for Pastor Tom or for Brother George. But it's another thing to know that he's your provider. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. And he loves you as much as he loves any of his children. So what should be coming out of our hearts and our mouth continually is that my God will provide. Have you ever been in a situation where the contract was ready to be signed? The date was set. But where's the money? What do you say? 
Could we say that just a little bit stronger? Have you ever had your cupboards empty and had children to feed? What do you say in the face of that? God will provide. And our confidence and our faith should be developed in this area as him being our provider. We talk about developing our faith and our confidence in him as our healer. But we also need to look at scriptures and become fully persuaded that he is, in fact, our provider. Amen? So say it with me again. He is my provider. Now notice verse 9. Then they came to the place of which God had, had told him. Notice again the place. And Abram built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And in verse 12, he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Did he pass the test? Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And there came behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. How many of you know that God always supplies a ram in the thicket for your need? You know, you just kind of wonder where that ram was at five o'clock in the morning that day. That ram had no idea what it was doing, but it moved left and then it went up a hill and it started to move right. And then it went into a bush and got his horns caught in the thicket. But hey, glory to God. There was the ram. There was the sacrifice. And look, it doesn't matter what things look like. It doesn't matter what things feel like. You just obey God. You trust God and he will always make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. We sang about it this morning. Is he not the way maker? Glory to God. And notice in verse 14, And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, or the Lord will provide. As it is said this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Now the name Jehovah-Jireh is only used one time in the Bible, but it's a very significant name. In the Septuagint, the name Jehovah-Jireh means the Lord sees. Now we talk today a little bit about provision. What is provision? Provision is an arrangement or preparation beforehand. Provision is something that is done prior to the doing of something to meet the needs. Amen. In other words, God sees beforehand. He is able to see down through the corridor of time what is actually required and he's able to provide it before it's actually needed. He is the God who sees. The word pro means before and vision means seen. So he is a God who sees before. He saw before their need and he sees before your need and he begins to set it in motion. He is our provider. He is my provider. You know, we're not able to see the future as clearly as we'd like to see it, are we? We're not able to see what exactly lies ahead in the future, but God does. And if we'll stay on the path of obedience, 
if we'll pass the tests of faith and pass the tests of obedience, God is able to see and prepares what's required ahead of time. And you don't need to know what lies ahead. You just need to walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in obedience day by day and let God be God and do what he does best. You see, if you will do your part, he will always do his part. I stand in amazed at the provision of God throughout my Christian life. I stand in amazed how that God orchestrated things so clearly for me. How that I got born again in a small town in Minnesota by the name of Wilmer. How that God led a man that came out of Ramah the first year in 1975 and introduced the word of faith to me. And how that God introduced Rama Bible Training Center and Kenneth E. Hagan to me as a result of my relationship with him. And then, praise the Lord, God had, I wouldn't call Brenda a ram in the thicket, but he had a fiery Pentecostal preacher, beautiful girl, amen, prepared way ahead of time for Mark Thomas. That is the provision of God. God sees what you need before. Hallelujah. And if you stay on the path, you will intersect with his provision every time. I was thinking about it the other day. God, you are something else. You can't think these things up. You can't figure things out in your noodle. Your noodle ain't that great. Amen. I think about the Lord and all the opportunities that he gave me to minister and prepare me for coming to California. I mean, from 1978 to 1982, I was able to have a part in several churches and be trained and to be developed. When I think about the goodness of God, I was pastoring there in Minneapolis, Minnesota for about a year. And God set up some divine connections. God set up some divine preparations for me. I met a young man by the name of Terry Nelson. And Terry Nelson had um, connections here in California. And so Terry said, why don't you come out to California in uh, 1982? This was in the winter of 1982 and come minister. I want you to come minister in this church and that church. So I said, okay, I'm going. Brenda stayed home. James had just, James actually was on the way. But when I got to California, this is where God connected me to this church. Amen. It's all relationships. It's all connections. It's all God. Amen. So, amen, if things look a little blurry, just keep trusting God. Keep obeying God. Keep worshiping God. Know that God's a good God and he's got you. Say it with me. He is the way maker. You are my abundant compensation. And you are my provider. Do you believe that? Glory to God. Now, there's a real important key that we want to talk about and that we want to catch today. That we must remember to position ourselves to see God's provision in our lives. And that is this. We must be in the place where God has called us to be. We cannot be out here doing our own thing, going our own way, and expect abundant provision. Amen? So notice with me, again, it wasn't just that God was Jehovah Jireh. The place was called Jehovah Jireh. Abraham went to the place, and the name of that place, the name of the person was Jehovah Jireh. Amen. He became Jehovah Jireh when Abraham was in the right place doing the right thing. 
Do you suppose it pays rich dividends to be in the right place at the right time? Say this with me. I'm always, I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Glory to God. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So the leading of God, the provision of God is always connected together. Obedience not only to what, but also to where. This provision of Jehovah Jireh wasn't merely connected to a person. Again, I'll say it. It was connected to a place. When we sing Jehovah Jireh, we sing about him meeting our needs. We sing about him being our provider. And that's fine. And that's good. But there's a much bigger picture involved here. And that is this, that there was supernatural provision because Abraham was in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right heart, with the right heart, with the right spirit. There is no doubt that Abraham was blessed, but more importantly, he became a channel of blessing to the whole world. I want you to notice verse 14 and 15, and you could pull that up there with me. And we'll see something here about the result of Abraham's blessing. Listen, folks, when you obey God and you walk by faith and not by sight, and you see his provision in your life, that provision is not just for you. That provision is for people around you. Amen? Amen. That's the blessing. The blessing is that you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Now, read verse 14 and 15 with me. Go ahead. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Let's keep reading. Verse 16. And said, by myself, I have sworn. Stop right there. That's covenant talk right there. He says, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son, your only son. Are you ready to shout? Look at verse 17 and 18 together. Glory to God in blessing. I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Verse 18, glory to God. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because... What could happen in our lives if we would obey his voice every day? What could happen in our lives if we would obey his word on a daily basis? I tell you what, not only would we walk in the blessing, but glory to God, people around us would be blessed. And really, that's my heart in this church, is that we be a greater blessing in these next years that we've been in the last 35 years. Amen? That we be a greater blessing to missionaries. That we be a greater blessing, glory to God, to our community. You watch and see what happens, what kind of provision will come our way when we continue to set our hearts toward what's big in God's heart. And you know what's big in God's heart? People are big in God's heart. 
Souls are big in God's heart. Amen? Amen. Who'll go with me? See, it's one thing for us to proclaim and declare he's my provider on an individual basis, but I want to enlist your help in making faith declarations that he is our provider as a church. I said he's our provider. This isn't Mark Thomas's church. This is not Brenda Thomas's church. This is not Pastor Tom Hernandez's church. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is our provider. Hallelujah. Can he provide a ram in the thicket? I mean, when things don't look good, when things may not seem like there's enough in the bank, does he not always meet our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus? Is he not a good God? Is he not a great God? Is he not a God of abundance? Hallelujah. And a great God of rewards. Amen. It wouldn't surprise me. I'll just tell you the truth about it. It would not surprise me for someone to walk up to me and give me a check for millions of dollars to pay this building off. Amen. I don't care how it comes. I don't, who, I don't care who it comes through because people and places and things are not my source. They're simply channels. But thank God he is our source. Hallelujah. And there is no shortage of blessing and there is no shortage of resources with him. Woo, glory to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You think of all the vast resources in the earth. There's enough in this earth that if it was divided equally throughout all the populace in the entire world, everyone would be a billionaire. Hallelujah. I'm kind of moving toward next week's message, but glory to God. There's more than enough in the earth. But not only that, we're not limited to the earth. He said, I would supply all your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So this is a a very important truth that we need to see today. I just want to drive it home just a little bit more. Say this with me. When I obey, obey. someone else else gets blessed. blessed. So the question I have for you this morning is, what place is God commanding you to go? Where do you need to go? I'm not necessarily talking about geographics here. But is there a place in your attitudes that you need to go to? Is there a place in your relationships that you need to go to? Is there a place in your faithfulness, in your spirituality, in your finances, in your commitments, in your obedience? I was studying last night. Here's what came to me. There is a place for you. There is a place for you. So look at Psalm 66 and verse 12. Psalm 66, verse 12. A place for you and a place for me. Psalm 66, verse 12 says this. And I'll I'll open my Bible because it's not in the uh, scriptures I gave them. Psalm 66. Thank you, George. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Anybody ever been through something? Anybody going through something right now? So it says here, you've caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But notice this. But you have brought us out to what? 
you have brought us out to rich fulfillment. Now, I want you to notice this verse in the King James Version because it says it just a little bit differently. I'll wait till they get it up there in the King James Version of Psalm 66, verse 12. says this, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out into what? God has a wealthy place for you. The NIV says, a place of abundance... Another translation says a place of plenty. And we just looked at it in the New King James Version. It says he brought us out to rich fulfillment. A wealthy place is a place of fruitfulness. A wealthy place is a place of abundance. It is a place where you become fruitful in your life to where you make a big difference in the world in which you live. When we think in terms of wealthy place, it includes finances and things like that, but it's so much more than that. This wealthy place is a place of rich fulfillment. Everyone say rich fulfillment. The Amplified Version, and we'll look at that here in a moment, of verse 12 of Psalm 66 says... But you brought us out into a broad place, a moist place, to abundance and refreshment and in the open air. I want to say to you this morning that you have a God-ordained place where you will fit and you will flourish. You have a God-ordained place where you will fit and you will flourish. Hallelujah. And if you've not yet found that place, I suggest get busy. Get busy. Amen? Amen. Get busy. Get on the path. Now, oh, I want you to go over to Acts. Acts the, uh, let me see here. Acts the uh, 17th chapter. And I'm going to look at this in two translations. We're going to look at it in verse 24 through 26 in the King James. And then we'll look at it in the Amplified. Acts, the 17th chapter. Glory to God. A place of rich fulfillment. A place of refreshing. A place of fulfillment. Notice with me in the King James, it says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Verse 25. Neither is worship with men's hands as though they needed anything, seeing he gives life and breath and all things. Verse 26. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed. Notice that phrase. And has determined the times before appointed. He is the God who sees before. And the bounds of their habitation. Now let's look at the Amplified Version. And notice what it says there. 
little bit more clear to us. In the Amplified Version of verses 24 through 26, The God who produced and formed the Word and all things in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in handmade shrines. Verse 25. Neither is he served by human hands as though he lacked anything. For it is he who himself who gives life and breath and all things to all people. Verse 26. Read this one with me. And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth have indefinitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, their lands, and their abodes. Hallelujah. You suppose God knew you'd be here this morning? You suppose he knew that you'd be alive in 2017? Oh, hallelujah. I love what it says here. He's definitely determined our allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of our habitation their settlements, their lands, and their abodes. I'm here to tell you, you were not just born for any time. Our times and our places have been predetermined. Now in the Hebrew, it says a place or a location or a spot. But the Hebrew also brings out this thought, not only a place of rich fulfillment location-wise, but also the condition that you are in, in that location. Do you suppose that Abraham, as he continued to walk down the path, was not only in a wealthy place, but he was also in a wealthy condition. He was in a place of rich fulfillment. God has a wealthy location and he has a wealthy condition for you. Amen. What would it be to be wealthy in your soul? A soul that is wealthy is a soul that is full of peace. A soul that is richly fulfilled is a soul that is not moved by all the things that are going on around it. This soul, this mind of Christ that you have is a sound mind. That's a place of rich fulfillment. And when you're walking with God and you're walking in the path, hallelujah, you should not allow anything to disturb your peace. Amen. Amen. A wealthy soul. What about this? A wealthy spirit. Well, first of all, a wealthy spirit that is richly fulfilled is a spirit that's been born of God. Amen. Amen. A spirit man that has been delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And when you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, he brought you out of a poverty place spiritually and he brought you into a wealthy place. Amen. So being born again is a wealthy place in your spirit. But not only that, being filled with the spirit having received the infilling, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, enhances your condition. Hallelujah. It'll make you sharp. It'll enable you to pray. It'll enable you to see things you've never seen before. Say with me real strong, God's got a wealthy place and a wealthy condition for me in every area of my life. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, he wants to do so much for us. Because he wants to do so much through us. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Look with me over at Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians chapter 2. So Abraham said, he called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. Notice with me in Ephesians, the second chapter and the 10th verse. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We're going to look at it in the King James Version first, then we'll look at it in the Amplified Version. Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse. Praise the Lord. Everyone say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Say this with me, for the Lord is good. And his loving kindness and his tender mercies are over all his works. Hallelujah. Did you know that you're healed? That's a place of rich fulfillment. But you're not only healed for your own benefit, you're healed for the benefit of others. So that his healing grace and his healing power can flow through you. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained. Again, the God who sees before. Which God has before ordained that we should do what? That we should think about it? No, that we should walk therein. Now, look at the Amplified Version of this verse. The Amplified Version says it just a little bit differently. I like how it says it. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. We are his workmanship. I am the handiwork of God. I am his workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Born anew. That we may do those good works, which God, there it is, predestined and planned when? Planned beforehand for us. Did you know that God knows what you're going to be doing next year at this time? There are things that are prearranged and that he has planned beforehand. All he's looking for is you to walk with him. Amen. He planned beforehand. For us, for us, not just for your neighbor, not just for super duper Christian, but thank God he's prepared beforehand wealthy places for all of us, for us, taking, now notice, taking paths, taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life. Which he has what? Which he has prearranged and made ready for us to live. Woo, glory to God. This is not something that is forced. This is something that God has prearranged for you. And all he's looking for you to do is to follow the steps of your commander in chief. I mean, this is so good. I've got to read it again. I mean, this is shouting ground right here. Hallelujah. If you think for one moment that God's forgotten about you, just forget that. And just look at Ephesians 2.10 and know that God's got something good for you. God's got something great for you. God's got blessings for you. His hand is upon you, not for bad, but his hand is upon you for good. Amen. 
For we are his own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Whoo, glory to God. Say with me, I'm going to walk in them. I'm walking in those paths that have been prepared ahead of time for me, that we should walk in them. Now notice what happens when you walk in them. You will live what kind of life? What kind of life? A good life is not life where you're wandering around in the desert wondering where to go. No, a good life is an abundant life. A good life is a place of rich fulfillment. A good life is a broad place. A good life is a moist place. A good life is a refreshing refreshing place. A good life is the kind of life that Jesus came to give you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. There are yet some paths to walk in for some of you. There are yet some things in store. Some of you here today stand at the door. There are things that he has prearranged and foreordained for you to walk in. Keep your eyes on me, says the Lord. Be confident and trust in me. And surely I shall show you and I shall lead you and I shall make the path clear. It shall be plain and you'll see it and you shall rejoice. Oh, for on this path, there's cause for much rejoicing. This path leads you down the good life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The good life. The good life. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. I know God's got more for me. I know he's got more for me. I know there's more to do. I know there's more places to go. I know there's more people to reach. I know God's got some great things in store for me. Somebody says, do you know exactly what it is? No, but he does. Hallelujah. He does. And he'll show me and he'll lead me and guide me down those right paths. And you've got to be the same way. You've got to expect God to lead you. Expect God to guide you. And he will do it. Amen. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the mediocre life. Living the half in, half out life. One foot in the world and one fit in the world. Straddling this fence of compromise. That's not the good life. Glory to God. Living the good life. The good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some relationships out there for some of you that you've not met yet. 
Glory to God. Just walk with me and I'll connect you to the right people and the right places and the right things. There's some jobs that has to do with increase in your life. You don't know what that job is yet, but God says, I know what it is. And I'm going to lead you and guide you right into it. Hallelujah. And there's some, whoo, glory. This is big in my heart. Mm, Glory to God. Big. We serve a big God. We serve a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater things are in store for you. Greater things are in store for me. Why? Because we serve a great God. He's prepared some things ahead of time for you. Are we ready? Are we prepared? Now, in closing, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians. We'll find out. It might be. It might not be. It is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> look at uh, verse 9. And we'll look right on uh, through verse 14. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has what? Prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? Prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed or will reveal them to us by his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Well, somebody says, well, that's my dilemma, Pastor Mark. I don't know. Well, don't stop reading there. You got to keep reading. Amen. Verse 12. Read it with me. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things. (laughs) That we might what? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Was not Jesus' sacrifice on the cross freely given? And shall he not with his sacrifice freely give you all things? Hallelujah. He's going to lead us. He's going to guide us down the right path. And when we're on that path, we can fully expect for him to take his place as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen and amen. Raise your right hand toward heaven and say, thank you, Lord, for the word that I've heard today. I am expecting you to show me in days ahead, in years ahead, the right paths. I thank you that you are my abundant provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. Say this one real strong. And my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He'll never tell you to do something or call you to do something if he didn't 
have the resources for you to get the job done. Has God ever told you something to do and you didn't have a penny in the bank? Don't let that stop you. He's got a million ways to get his resource to you. Amen.